That was really a pr- productive segment, wasn't it? <laughs> and I hit the yeah. wrong button. Here we go, though. Uh, let me see if I can get this right here. Welcome, everyone, to the show. And, and I keep on hitting the wrong button. I'm an idiot sometimes. All right, here it goes. From the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker, we're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. And we are live on John Crump Live. My name is John Crump, and this is my show. We are brought to you by the wonderful people at Tusk. Tusk is a cryptocurrency focused on the firearms market. Check them out at TUSC.network. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. And we are also sponsored by Black Swan Tactical. Black Swan Tactical has a sale going on right now where you can get patches that are usually for $10. They are for $8, and that is shipped. Go to BlackSwanTactical.com. Plus, I own it. Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And you can support me by going to junkcrump.locals.com and you can go to flyingrich.locals.com. How are you doing, Flying Rich? Flyingly. Flyingly. And you didn't use my proper pronoun. In your proper I think that constitutes harassment. All right. Well, we have a very, very special guest today. We're going to be talking about the GCA of 1968. This was your idea. My idea? Yeah, you said you want to have a, a lawyer on to talk about the GCA of 1968, the Gun Control Act. I said that? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. And That's we have uh, Matt here. What's up, losers? <laughs> <laughs> what is up, Matt? How are you doing? How's it going? Matt is from Fudbusters, if you don't know. It's a kind of, it's, he's kind of a big deal on YouTube here and other yeah, places. I'm a D-lister. You're a D-lister. D-lister? I'm like a Does Z-lister. So. D-listed? If he's a D-lister, I'm bored. I got a few D-listed videos. I got one or two. <laughs> yeah. But no, thanks for having me, man. It's always good to see you. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see you, too. Uh, we've talked in the past, but we've we've been on podcasts together in the past, mm-hmm. the Hanks and stuff like that, but not on this one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've been on a few together, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like on, like, FRN and stuff. Yeah, usually... Usually I have Rich with me on every podcast I go on. 
I'll be on Cam and Company on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Just for anyone out there. Oh, cool. no, that was my first ever media appearance in really? my career. Cam and Company? Cam Edwards. Yeah. yeah. Well, first... Back when he was on NRA TV. No, oh, I gotcha. It's still called Cam and Company. I gotcha. All right. Now, let's get to the GCA of 1968, because Rich wanted to talk about the GCA of 1968. So in 1968, they knew there were going to be polymer 80s, and they made them illegal? Yeah, it was was actually written down specifically. For polymer 80s. Yeah, Congress had had said, look, we we just discovered this aluminum stuff. It's spooky. Um, I'm scared of it. They're they're making Chevy Corvairs out of them. They're you know doing they're making stuff light. It's going to be a problem. And I can see that that new Era 15 that just came out that's made of it. So we got to ban it all. Um, and also they knew about 3D printers. That's why it was written. If you actually look at the first subsection of the GCA 1968, it says that you're not allowed to do that. Um, it says any type of gun that has like would have holes and doesn't have holes or possibly made out of a template. Uh, possibly be made from a broom or something else is, is is presumptively unlawful, and this has been settled law for for decades. I really don't understand why we're making a big deal out of it now. You know, we've been getting away with it. Yeah, it's just like they banned bump socks back in the '60s too. Yeah, they did. And, and the 30s, so actually. this refining yeah, redefinition, or you know, just increasing our understanding of the frame and receiver that's on the 120 day countdown. That's just kind of like an exclamation point that really has no yeah. bearing because all this yeah. crap was illegal. I'm a kid. John, kill my, can you kill my video for a second? Yes, I can. You want to touch uh, it on camera? I'm going to put something on the wall. All right. Uh, hold on. I will just remove you for a second because some reason I can't yeah, I'll just do kill this. you. But, oh, there you okay. go. All right. That, that is Matt. I think he had to go to the bathroom really quick. Nope. I, no, he would have played Paradise by the Dashboard Lights if he had to go to the bathroom. Well, I know we're not supposed to handle uh, yeah, funds. I, I figured that. So, a lot of people aren't aware of this, but in the context of the GCA, this is... Do you know what this is? It's Thompson Submachine Gun. No. John? The 3D printed? No. That is the Spitfire Carbine. The Spitfire Semi-Automatic Carbine. That is the first gun that the ATF did flip-floppery on and declared that it was a machine gun. And that one, and it says on the side, Spitfire Semi-Automatic Carbine. Um, This one, after that happened, the owner registered it, and now it's a transferable machine gun. But, uh, you know, this is immediate post-GCA, right, which which didn't have a a, a direct impact on the registrability and a direct impact on the importability, but immediately post-GCA, this is... The ATF's first case of flip flopping. So, hold on. Was it readily convertible? Was that the well? Readily convertible isn't in the law. Uh, the The question is whether it was designed to shoot automatically. And so, what would happen is allegedly, um, this gun was would, and it actually shoots fantastic semi-auto. But if you like diddled the safety while pulling the trigger, apparently it would just rip through a mag. Um. But the problem is nobody's tested it because all of the ones that are still around were registered as machine guns, and those people were like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and convert it to an actual machine gun. But so I have been building up getting the parts, the original parts back for this thing so I could test the, you know, the old theory because I have a suspicion that, you know, I, I'm wondering if they're like total BS stuff goes all the way back then, you know. 
whether it like that didn't actually work that way. Yeah, open bolts are not specifically banned. That's why I want to say before I ask my next question: Was well, that an open bolt? Yeah, it, it it is an open bolt gun. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people it, think if it's open bolt, it's automatically banned, but that's not right. anywhere well, in there. Yeah. Doesn't and I've got ATF another gun that you... looks just like it, the Fox Carbine, and that is still semi-automatic. That you can buy them on Gun Broker. You can buy them no problem. I've got. Open bolt Max. I usually have an open bolt Mac 11 that's up there. It's semi automatic. It's not illegal. Um, it's it's uh, it's whether or not the weapon was designed to shoot automatically. Yeah. Why do you think that so many people think open bolts are illegal or automatically machine guns? What's that? Because they read ARFCOM. Uh-huh. And people on ARFCOM tell lies. <laughs> yeah. I thought they knew everything. <laughs> I get in so many arguments with people saying, no, there's nothing about open bolts being automatically machine guns. Right. It I don't go on the internet the so I don't have arguments. Well, th- your your blood pressure must be dangerously low. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. Is that is that true? Uh, so here, here's my question. How can the ETF flip-flop so much on different things? Well... And, and here's the funny thing is, that, is this wasn't always the case, right? There was a, a long period of time where it was, and, and look, I, ATF has always been illegitimate. It was always, its legitimacy was always questioned. Um, and so what wound up happening is when these laws were originally in the purview of the IRS, no one wanted to enforce them. And so they, they wound up like having to move people around constantly. And it got so bad to where, they had to create a new agency just to enforce these laws that IRS agents were saying, these are unconstitutional. We don't want to enforce them. So who do you think is going to wind up, you know, creating the bottom up culture in those organizations? It's the like junior varsity players, right? That like, they're like, this guy will do it, you know, put him there. Um, And then on top of that, not all of it is ATF's fault directly. In fact, most of it is not. It's that ATF has morphed, especially in the past 30 years, into a tool of the um, the presidencies, uh, virtually all of them, to accomplish policy goals or like, you know, like do something whenever, um, you know, there's public pressure to do so because the courts have long uh, exercised, uh, you know, an inappropriate level of restraint in weighing in on second amendment cases and on top of that when you have no case law that's developed they just get away with it right it's like it's an area with no law that or for a long time no law was developed uh and so you know eventually they get this narcotic effect where it's like oh well uh let's just have let's just have the atf do it I mean, all the way back from Bush, um, well, from Reagan, Bush Senior, right? They they were the pioneers in uh, using the ATF as a, a tool of political do something, re. And uh, it's been going on. But that is likewise with the IRS, and yeah. they've always been tools of the president to get back at people. Yeah, right. And whereas the IRS is like often used almost in lieu of a bill of attainder, right? Like to to directly get individuals uh atf is is a like independent legislative arm of the uh, executive branch which you know uh I, I don't know how many of you still had civics class when you were abused in school uh 
but they they tell you it's not supposed to do that. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that the ATF is abusing Chevron deference? I think I know what your answer is going to be, but let me ask you. They haven't been saying it, but they, and that's the thing. It's like, well, yes, the answer is yes. Chevron deference is what allows them to, uh, I keep saying them. and, And this is a funny point of grammatical correctness, guys. ATF is a singular entity. It is it. And it's also fun to say because it's like more dehumanizing. So, no, it is that uh, ATF would not be able to do the things that it is doing if it couldn't lean on Chevron by just asserting, oh, well, this is ambiguous. Like, you know, in the frame or receiver thing, which is what I'm sure we're going to talk about today, uh, they just say this definition is vague and ambiguous. And it's not. It's been, you know, working fairly fine for all this time. And how do they handle the vague and ambiguous definition? With a four hundred something? Yeah. By uh, adding multiple three hundred sixty four pages, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, well, and that's the that's the whole draft with like responses to comments and stuff like that. They've added terms, cross reference to terms to one another, and there's no definite results whatsoever. That's you, not no, that I, like that's I an abuse of the Administrative Procedures Act. You seem kind of heated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the like it's it's upsetting because the, it's so clear. The law is so clear. The Administrative Procedures Act, which is what sets up these practices, says that they can. Sorry, that it can clarify the law, and then it goes and says, "Oh, the law is vague." <laughs> Right, and then there's no there's no reaction, there's no public outrage, and meanwhile, and, and guys, you have to remember this: they're destroying people's lives, they're destroying people's businesses, they're locking people in cages, and it's not on the, it's not what's on the news, you know. No, it it, it seems like for some reason it won't let me go back. So you're, you're on the screen by yourself. There it goes. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. But it seems like they are like one of the most out of control agencies it in is. the federal government. I mean, other agencies are out of control, but the ATF is like a hold my beer type yeah. <laughs> agency. It's, it's a it's a fascinating. And I've talked with some, you know, I've got some friends that were ATF, you know, triple coconut macaroon, you know, double dog secret squirrels, whatever they are. And I've talked to them and a lot of them are all right, guys, that they've explained, like, there's this culture that exists at ATF where they like perceive themselves. Right? I'm talking about the agents. They perceive themselves as these like great guardians and that everyone's trying to get them. And so when they see stuff like uh whatever it is and and they and they perceive it as a spit in their eye they get violent and it's um it's like and one who cares right and two like who's actually being hurt by the stuff that atf is targeting it's not you know they claim oh well you know ghost guns these you know these buy build shoot kits or whatever are used in all these crimes look see we found all these crimes and then you go and you look at the data and you know what the most common crime that these guns are founded? 
Okay, uh, G-Webs has a interesting I, I question. Gonna, I'm going to take a guess. Illegally manufacturing a gun? Unlawful possession. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where the existence of the gun is the crime. Yeah, exactly. It, it's creating of, the crime. Whether it is or is not at that time period. Because we, we saw a video and they're showing, you know, ghost guns and the holes weren't drilled. And I'm like, right. yeah. Hmm, yeah. That's the, a plastic. This one thing that they were doing, they were... NBC, when NBC did their thing, they showed like a ghost gun sitting out in a crime scene. And if you look at the ghost gun, it wasn't done. Yeah. They, they stuck it in the, on the ground. It's like, come on. It's like, right here? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like there's no holes drilled. Um, G Webs has a question, though. Uh, this is a rule change. So what is the potential options of undoing the rule change with the new Congress, president, action, whatever? So It's called cojones? You're right. And, and, and also, G-Webs, you're right. Any of those uh, could do it. But I'll tell you something. Um, a lot of the times when there's you know, what we call a friendly, uh, a, a friendly cabinet or a friendly executive – they either don't know or they don't care. And, and I'll tell you guys something. A few years ago, I, was, I had a meeting with um, Trump's chief legislative aide, right? And he was asking me, what can we do to help regain the trust of the gun owners? And I was like, okay. And I, I explained to him the sporting purposes test, right? Which stems from the GCI, actually, tangentially. You, you, want, you want to tell people what the sporting purposes test is? Right. Sorry, I'm a massive nerd and I can't control myself. Uh, so, for the a. The invisible ink of the Second Amendment says for a sporting purposes only? <laughs> yeah, for a firearm to be importable, <laughs> it has to be readily. Or, Particularly suited for or readily adapted to sporting purposes. And this was a, a part of the GCA, and everyone just kind of like ignored it for many years. And it was just like, eh, whatever. And we would import military surplus, like, you know, K98s, Gewehr 43s, 4956s, fouls, you know, all that. No big deal. AKs. Then suddenly, the late 80s, um, you know, there was a shooting in California and, and they uh, were like, well, we got to do something. We got to do something. And so the president was a Republican. got ATF together and said, just figure out how to stop these things from coming in. And so what they decided to do was say, uh, okay, so let's get a bunch of executives from the gun industry together from the American gun industry. Hmm. And they'll decide what hmm. is a sporting purpose weapon. And they effectively came up with an assault weapon ban. And and so like that's why that's why, like, you know, they you've seen the AKs that come in and they look a bit stunted. That's why that is. And so I told this guy, I said, Hey, with the stroke of his pen, your boss could delete this. We could get these great guns from Poland. We could drop the price of AKs in half. Like, do this. Do this. That will get you the trust. And he was like, oh, my God. And he's writing it down. He's writing it down. He's writing it down. Two weeks later, the Trump administration adds another manufacturer of AKs to the prohibited uh, entities list to <sighs> bring in. So it's like, 
<laughs> you know, they won't do it. Like you were saying, they don't have the co- the cojones to do it. Damn. Yeah, they so, they don't. The, the the whole sporting purposes thing is kind of scary. I was listening to David Chipman talk, and he was talking about AR-15s. He was like, AR-15s don't have a sporting purpose. I was like, AR-15s are also imported, yeah. so yeah. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's like, yeah, thank you so much, Chipman, for keeping us from Volkwurz and, and like Bruger and Tom at AR-15s. Yeah, I mean, damn them, <laughs> damn them foreign companies. I know it was, was kind of crazy. It's like, does yeah. he even know what the, what the GTA says? But yeah. we all know deer don't wear Kevlar vests, right? Oh, and the cannons are illegal. <laughs> I don't know. Cannons, about you guys, he but... said it twice, so they're doubly illegal. <laughs> I, I gotta you. let Mister Snow. Did you actually do the BS? Is that what you just did? No, I sneezed. No, he actually all sneezed. Right. Yeah. No, no. He you uh, said yes. Uh, it looked cool, but uh, I, I, I regret not doing it. <laughs> All right, here you go. We got another question from G Webs. G Web is the question guy. So go ahead, Rich. I, I can't read. Uh, question for Crump and Fud. Being investigators and researchers, have you heard of or looked into the relationship between 1990s Chinese import ban and the? And some politicians owning major importers. I have not. Have you? Uh, uh, I take that as a no. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Listen, you guys all know that my belief on politicians, they are lizards. Um, I'm sure there was some lizard behavior going on. I'm sure there was some kind of something, but I actually don't like really know or care what was going on there. I just know it was evil. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can agree, right? Politicians are lizards. Yeah, they're lizard people. If you look, yeah. I, I saw some videos, lizards and, 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 and they were uh, blink. I worked with a guy one time that believed in lizard people, so I don't know. Well, I mean, okay, not all of them are lizards. Some of them are actually corpses full of spiders, and you know, the spiders <laughs> are just animating the uh, the brainstem, and it's 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 primarily. Uh, you know, it's like a hive mind, right? It, it's like every single one of those politicians, like people always say, if you put another, enough monkeys in, you'll get Shakespeare. Well, 10, 15,000 spiders and you're going to get some weird laws. I'm telling you. Yeah. You know, I sometimes I look at Biden. I'm like, dude, this is like weekend at Bernie's part two, the White House. No, Biden is definitely about 20 to 30,000 small spiders. Oh, OK. And they have to change them out frequently. That's why it's it's getting weird because they haven't changed them in like at least um, you know, six to eight business years, and it's becoming a problem. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the cause of the push to ban unfinished frames and receivers? The, the lack of spider changes that they're getting too complacent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you really think? What do you mean? No, don't ask that. <laughs> uh, so what is, okay. It, it's It's actually very clear to me. This all we know what this all started from, and it came from the Polymer 80 buy build shoot kit. Polymer 80s are not particularly often found in crime, especially relative to their popularity. However, they are popular, and the fact that they are uh, popular means that attention was paid to them, and like ATF felt that. Uh, you know, this buy, build, shoot kit, which, and by, for those of you guys watching, the buy, build, shoot kit is 
and a unfinished frame of receiver in the box with a recoil spring, a barrel, and a slide, and everything you need to just put it together. Hence, buy, build, shoot. So basically everything other than the drill press. Right, or hand drill in the case of the yeah. Palmer 80. Uh, but they decided that, and, they, and they, they took such a sneaky route to get to it. And it's actually like the most clown shoes <laughs> like interpretation of the law I've seen in a long time to say, no, 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 this isn't a handgun or a rifle, but it's a firearm. Because look, if you see the word weapon here and you cross-reference it here and you drag this section over, right? Like um, they're doing it. That's a, that's a very long way around to answer the question, which is they are doing it because these kits are popular and they are a victim of their popularity. They are not particularly well suited to crimes. Uh, in fact, I've uh, I've had some police departments be kind enough to let me look through their crime guns. And of the like, you know, untraceable ghost guns that they report, like most of them are just cheap heaters with the serial number ground ground off yeah that's one of the things that really pisses me off is they don't distinguish between like intentionally intentionally yeah. the ground off serial numbers you know no usually intentionally don't distinguish right yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah intentionally yeah. usually like the jennings or the high points or the skies you know right i i went to the hardware store today and i got a buy build shoe kit <laughs> yeah i mean what so, kind of pipes did you get uh well it Fires a twelve gauge, so <laughs> black iron, black iron, good. You got a good nail, black iron, good sturdy one. roofing nail, yeah, roofing nail, <laughs> crazy glue. It's way harder than people give credit for, by the way. Like a, a pipe shotgun is actually somewhat infuriating to make, but it's doable. Yeah, it's a slam fire. You know, you take it. But yeah. all right, so you're saying the what? What was the result of the whole buy, build, shoot? Did polymerate get raided? Kits were seized. What what happened? It was a, it was a similar thing to you know uh, what we're watching unfold now. But, what they did is they they did raid the place. They declined to pursue criminal charges because they already know that they're pushing up the edge of what's acceptable and what they can lawfully do. But they did, and the thing a lot of people forget about is the credit card data. Yeah. Oh, right. they they basically what happened was. Authorized.net gave over the names of everyone that bought from Polymer 80 and also stamps.com gave over information and they didn't even ask for a warrant. They just handed it over. Right. As they will always do, by the way. Yeah. They will always do that because like the, the credit card processors are, you know, they're just lobster clawed accountants. Like, right. They don't care. The government's like, can I have that? And they like, before they even finish the sentence, they're like, yep. <laughs> uh, there is a credit card processor to a commerce that, processes credit cards well yeah and, uh, and it's exciting to see and then there's also the the collective right that owns uh psa is going into banking yeah it's exciting but um wow but the majority the, what <laughs> yeah right uh, but uh the, the the fascinating thing there is that then the and not just the etf but the local cops work together from this list to cross-reference it with um you know state databases of felons and prohibited people and so they went and started knocking like to my understanding the only ones they chased down were ones that you know were cross-referenced with prohibited yeah, people there's and nine many of them didn't assemble them there there's nine people that they actually chased down right and they no were gen- like it was, they were prohibited right yeah and i think almost all of these people didn't even assemble the gun they were like um hey 
I got this so that if maybe one day I can, you know, have one again, I could have one or just in case like something horrible to ha- would to happen, like, yeah. you know, I wouldn't be completely without a defense. And it's like, and they're trying to prosecute these people yeah, because they're trying to make the argument that the kid itself is the firearm. Yeah. Out of the nine people, seven of them did not assemble him. Right. So two. To did, now, did, was anybody prosecuted and convicted, or was it just like? Mm-hmm. Well, um, Polymer eighty, no, they just never came back. They they declined to prosecute, so, and they just said eighty was like and, no charges inside Polymer eighty. No, no charges inside Polymer eighty. There was no fees and desist of Polymer eighty either. Right. Did ATF keep a bunch of boxes of Polymer eighties? What what happened? Yeah, or were they returned? Yeah, they went the they did that. Then no, they didn't return them. And they also went to Brownells and wanted Brownells to give over all their buy bill shoot kits. And Brownells was like, "You don't sell buy bill shoot kits. <laughs> what the hell are you guys doing here? Don't you check the website first? So they left Brownells, so, uh, and then nobody let, heard anything. Let's go a week, a month after this. So it's okay. If I went to Polymer 80's online store and it wasn't one skew but two or three skews, I got a slide, I got an upper parts kit, lower parts kit, and a frame. It will, and in the same order, it shipped to me. That was okay. Well, no one knows for sure, <laughs> right? Well, that's, thing. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, that's the. Or let, that's let's the, just say nobody's been busted for that. Let, let's just well until now, until last week. <laughs> Yeah, until last week. Now they're talking about uh, structuring, which is crazy. (laughs) And and in order to have a structuring charge, in order to like pull these. So are you you telling me that when I get paid by my comp by by my employer, they're structuring? Well, my employer is guilty of structuring. Well, well here here's the thing. Structuring usually applies to banks in and out money to get under the 10,000. And that is illegal for you or I to do. There is no structuring law for us buying firearms parts. Right. Yeah. And usually the banks don't get charged with structuring. So how are they taking this bank charge and putting it on JFT supply? I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. So it, it would make more sense if people are following oh along at home. Oh, okay, I'm getting pissed. Structuring is when I want to take ten grand out of the bank, but I don't want it reported to the feds because ten grand or greater is reported to the feds. So I take five grand out Monday, five grand out Tuesday, and then I'm guilty of structuring. And so what, the way the ATF is saying this applies is, well, I bought uh, a grip uh, on Monday, and then I got paid on Friday, and then I bought the rest of the parts completed. Therefore, I was trying to hide buying a firearm. But but they but the thing is, they're talking about JFD structuring <laughs> people, right? People right. Structuring well, that, which I'm saying that's that's kind of how it would be impl- applied if it was parallel to banking in in firearms. But what they're saying is because JSD is selling, that's like the banks giving the money, which there's no law against the banks giving you the money. The penalty falls upon the person. It's, it's structuring. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we we got a question here, Rich. Go ahead and read it because it has a word in there I cannot pronounce ever. Are we Pistol s- braces, bump stocks, fast trigger suppressors, twelve gauge firearms. All are all these are precedent, precedent to, defeat the, to defeat the NFA. What is lacking to make that attack in twenty twenty two? Does the other side know this? 
so what is like lacking uh is a meaningful standard for analyzing second amendment cases and i mean i i, I and i know there's an obvious one right and people always talk about you know strict scrutiny uh you know rational bread stricts or intermediate stromboli you know whatever but that's all bs you have to remember that th- those level of st- uh, those levels of tiered scrutiny were created to enable the government to violate your rights the standard used to be have they violated your rights? Oh, okay. They're not allowed. <laughs> right? Now, even at the top standard, it's, oh, well, but do you really need to do it, like, really bad? So we don't have, we don't even know uh, on a national level where that standard needs to be. And so it's very hard to bring these more interesting challenges without the Supreme Court nutting up and announcing the standard for Second Amendment cases. No. Uh, I see a couple of people asking out there about Brownells and if we think that they went to Brownells to intimidate them not to sell buy bills, shoe kits. I think that they hmm. are just idiots. And I think they <laughs> no, went they, there trying to get a kiss from Roy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I, I just don't think they knew what they, what they were selling. Well, you know what? I bet. You know what I reckon? That they looked through the sales records and saw that, oh, they're buying frames and slides and springs, right? Because they sell right. the whole package on Brownells. And so they're like, that's the thing. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're a lawyer, and you are. Disgusting. Um, you would but he's say not like, your hey. lawyer. Right, right. But polymerity <laughs> got busted because they throw the crap in one box and sent it out. Now, Brownells is saying selling all the same parts, but they didn't have a buy, build, shoot skew, so they didn't get busted. So the – and here's the – the theory that ATF had when it came to the buy, build, shoot kit was that if you read the definition of firearm, right, in a broader context, it didn't necessitate uh, – like you didn't have the questions of completed or not. It was whether it was designed or maybe readily restored mm-hmm. um, or, or no, 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 not restored. That's from the NFA converted and what that language is from. And it's, it's very well known why that language was put there. That language was put into the law because there were Italian companies that would take 25 ACP guns and put a little bit of lead in the barrel and just moosh it in, and then they just sell it as a blank gun, and people would get him here and go, bloop, <laughs> and kick it out, and um, and it was just a gun. So that was like, so that's what that was for. It didn't, in 1968, say eight hours at a CNC machine shop? Right, you know, partially because the C in uh, CNC wasn't really developed at that point. Hmm. <laughs> so it, it couldn't have just said wood dowel on 25 APC Italian <laughs> gun that you... Yeah, and again, legal lizards wrote it. So, but, but that's what it was for. It's in the congressional record. Like, that's what that language is for. It's for a oh, gun oh. that was fully formed. It was a weapon at one point, and that's what the important part, and they ignore that. They ignore that part of the law where so it's it, a weapon. Thank you. Right. Because if it's not done, if the holes have never been drilled and you can't put it together, how is it a weapon? Because I I went to Cornell Law and I'm reading this. I'm like, oh, my God, this crap's been illegal forever. 
Yeah. Okay. Here, here's a question. <laughs> it's funny how the law reads different at Cornell. Here's a question for you. Why do you think that Hi, David. the new rule is so contradictory? Like there are certain parts where it says one thing, then you read, then you read another thing that says totally different, not the new law, the new rule, I should rule. say. Well, and then like, do you remember the earlier draft where they like, they said that the AR-70 lower was going to be the firearm, as it always had been. And But it's like, wait, hold on. The AR-70 upper has always been the firearm. What are you doing? And like, where they, like, and then they just changed their mind in the final draft. Yeah, like, it's great. It's almost like a, there's like 20 people writing it, and none of them compared notes, and they just threw it all together. Yeah. All right. So my conspiracy theories on this, I have two conspiracy theories that work together. Oh, One is, uh, who was the former acting chief of the ATF? Regina Lombardo. Uh, Martin uh, Richardson I, or Regina Lombardo? Yeah. Which one? Uh, I believe Richardson wasn't a jerk and intentionally sabotaged this rule hmm. because he made it in 120 days. He intentionally had five different people write it and just copied and pasted their text together so it was completely contradictory and it would not stand up in the court of law, and that's why Biden got rid of him. No, I, I think it was that the ATF was rushed on the roll. The White House wanted it done, and it wasn't ready to be released, but they well, had to release it, it anyway. It was probably told, you need to make sure that you get these products. And so it's like, well, these are all very different. How do we encompass them? So like, I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> Just shit it up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's really frustrating. And, uh, like, you know, it, it, if you want to talk about the GCA, everybody knows that the GCA is one of the most racist laws on the books, period. Yeah, it is. It, it was actually put, put there for racist reasons. It was it was very clear, and it was Mr. Reagan that was pushing it. Yeah. Right? Because he was the like, Mumford Act, on. too. What? The yeah. Mumford Act, too, in California. Hold on. These black people are policing their own neighborhoods and keeping themselves safe. Can't have that. Have this? That? No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to have to go buy your guns at a gun store. And the people who own the gun stores, they can deny you the gun if you don't have good moral character. <sighs> That's what the GCA was all about. It was about creating this network so that undesirables as they were considered at the time couldn't acquire a gun in most of the country and so that poor people couldn't have them because it prohibited the importation of the most popular um pocket pistols and uh you know what one of the main results yes it is a corgi her name is rose (laughs) one of the main results of the gca was a dramatic increase in lethality in in um shooting combat because previous before oh. the GCA, well, it's just like okay, it's just like prohibition. What's the most popular alcohol right now? Beer, vodka, beer and wine, beer and wine. Oh, what do you think the most popular alcohol was before prohibition happened? Beer and wine. During prohibition, hard liquor, vodka, bathtub gin. Yep. So the GCA comes through. Before the GCA, the most popular handgun was the cheapest one you could get an italian 25 auto self-loader after the gca we're up to a 380 congratulations because that's the like cheapest gun that can come in so the lethality of gunfights went up 
Less people survive gunfights thanks to the Saturday Night Special ban of the GCA. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. They wanted to make more. They they it was not so much for the people who had money. It was for the people who didn't have money, which is kind of crazy because those are usually the people that live in the high crime areas right. that need need it the most. Well, they didn't think like that back then. You know, it was like. And it's so funny, right? Because you're like, oh, we got to get these organized criminals and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, those illustrious organized criminals who have been winning the war on drugs for years and making lots of money. What do they have? Oh, money. But the guy at the steel mill, (laughs) what does he have? Well, he can't have his 25 auto pistol anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's really, really ridiculous. I remember back in the late 90s when concealed carry started expanding and they were talking about how the streets were going to run red with blood and everything else. Yeah, it's like you were legalizing murder or something. It's, it's ridiculous. You mean it's not legal? <laughs> it, it's like... Well, I, look, I mean, where, wait, what state do you live in? Florida. Oh, me too. Yeah, no, it's totally legal here. We all do it. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, just yeah, we, yeah, we just... It's, just it's the, yeah, the state's shaped like a gun. Every day at 3 o'clock, we all go out and just like, you know, we point and the, you, you, know, you lock eyes and you just start shooting and everyone claps. Okay. Uh, I just nice. want to make sure I've been doing it right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't want to live in a state not like that. Ting Ting, yes, uppers. Yes, you can, can still buy it after the new rule goes into effect. Yes, it does nothing to change the existing classifications unless ATF letter decides that it wants to. Yeah, it actually says that so, you know a gun only has to be serialized in one place, but the Safety Harbor Fifty that has to be serialized in two places. So what the what the hell? What's the deal with well, that? Well, but it did rescind. Remember, it did rescind all previous rules. Yes. So it might be that maybe possibly he doesn't have to. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath. But that that guidance is is gone now. Because that's how you, <laughs> you clarify the law. You need to talk to law. Walter at Safety Harbor. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I have. But that's how you clarify the law, right? You You delete 60 years of clarifications that you've been doing. <laughs> it's obvious. Uh, G-Web wants to know where the stat from the increase of lethality come from so he can cite it later. So it was, I, I used to, like, there's a site I had. I, when I used to write for Cato, I would, I would cite it all the time. It was, um, uh, there was a medical journal that, there was a medical journal, journal before the GCA, which was uh, lethality and penetrating wounds of gunshot victims. And, um, you know, after after the GCA, you'd see fewer 25 auto and, and rimfire uh, holes in people and more centerfire holes in people because after the GCA, um, the guns that were importable were more powerful. And you know, just like today, uh, America is not very good at making guns. Sorry, guys. Uh, you know, we don't have an incredible comparative advantage of it. So our guns are not the cheapest. Uh, the cheapest guns are going to be some of the most powerful, or, no, most popular. The cheapest guns are going to be some of the most popular and thus. They're going to show up increasingly often at, you know, everywhere. It's just like, uh, you know, a very common car among criminals is the Toyota Camry because it's uh, <laughs> the common car. <laughs> like, so, so that's that, how all this stuff works. What is the saying for that? It's like uh, correlation is not causation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, it's generally cost. I got to get a Camry though. <laughs> first, you first... What? You have a Camry? No, I, I got to run out and buy one. Oh, oh yeah. 
first question. I've got a, I've got a real criminal vehicle, a, a 95 Silverado. It's a... uh-huh. <laughs> All right, I, I want to say hi to Corn Pop out there. Corn Pop was a Corn bad Pop. dude. I wanted to say Corn Pop because I only have two so, sounds for like viewers and him's one, uh, and he is one. I we have another question. Swamp uh, nope. Dog wants to know what you think about the ATF cracking down on um, FFL errors, like they've the like the revocation of. FFLs are up five hundred percent. That's not that's not an exaggeration. They're up five hundred percent. Well, it's clear it's clear to me this is just a sideways assault on the availability of firearms, right? Like th- when you find it's very rare, and you know, and I've looked through and I, I I've read about license revocation cases and it's it's very rare that you actually find a gun dealer that is intentionally non-reporting intentionally uh you know making transfers without the 4473 it is most often that you find somebody who uh you know didn't double check that it was today's date right and that is a um you know a point against you and that is a uh right it's the same point as if they didn't you didn't have them sign the form at all right some like minor clerical errors this is what comes up on these and atf is now threatening businesses and i have a client whose business is being threatened and who's they're threatening non-renewal of his license because there is a part-timer that got a little sloppy on the forums still ran the background checks still did everything right just got a little sloppy why <laughs> Yeah, look, look, they they took away JA Industries uh, guns because they show up on crime scenes a lot. They were like Jennings uh-huh. that become JA. It's almost as if he lived in a high, high crime area. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And and yeah, they're like, oh, we need to crack down on the dealers that the crime guns come from. You know where it's it's rogue funny. dealers. Yeah, these rogue dealers. You know, uh, do you think they're usually very big or very small gun shops? I don't know. They're like the big fives and like like the, you know, wholesaler clubs. Because guess what? They sell a lot of guns. (laughs) So you're saying they sell a lot of guns, they make mistakes. It's Well, not even. Like people come in because look, at the end of the day, if the gun winds up on a crime scene, it's most likely... It was a straw purchase. Okay. It's already illegal. And it's or not stolen. just illegal. Uh, what? Or stolen. Or stolen. And so it's just as likely that a straw purchase gun would be bought at the biggest gun store in town as a gun would be stolen if it was bought from the biggest gun store in town. It's not fair. Okay. It's not fair. No, it, it, it's definitely not fair. And And they talk about cracking down on straw purchases. How the heck are you supposed to know? You know, Sure, there are some times when you know, right? Like, I don't know if you guys have ever worked behind a gun counter. I used to own gun shops. Okay, well, so yeah. So you've been like, get out before. Um, but a lot of times, you don't know, right? And what are you supposed to do? Just start like questioning every single customer you've got? It's like, why do you want a 226? Yeah, I, re- I remember one time the a- when I had my gun store, the ATF said, if someone pays in cash... That may be suspicious. Like what? I just don't want my wife to know. Yeah, that's what. I, literally, <laughs> that's what I assume. 
<laughs> yeah, that's usually what it was. And they'll actually like say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's usually what it was. But in my case, that's when my wife was sitting in the car with the dog, and I was at Costco, and I I bought pizza, and I didn't want my wife name? to know. Uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. And for so all those, Chelsea's scared of lightning and rain, so mm-hmm. she's flipping out. That's mm-hmm. why I have her. Yeah, for all those that are wondering, they're listening. Flying Rich is holding a dog, and Matt from Fudbusters was holding a dog as well recently. Uh, John has a dog, but it fires 20, uh, 20 millimeter rounds, and it's robotic. Hell yeah. <laughs> so it's not black. All right, we got a super chat. Thank you for all you do. Hey, Crump, what beer, what beer happened to the Hunter laptop? Or, oh, what happened? We, were you were going to share? Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I've, I've shared it to several people. Um, there's 500 gigs of data and I've been going through trying to, um, trying to, <laughs> Rich, we can't hear you, but they're trying to like redact all like social security numbers and everything else. Um, it's, <laughs> that takes a lot of time, man. Uh, dark was supposed to be helping me, but you gotta ask him what happened to it. Uh, so I kind of handed the project over to dark and I'm not sure where he is with it. He's busy making memes with it. That's what he's doing. Oh, probably. So I, I want to circle back to the 1968 GCA. So the GCA doesn't say, hey, you can push with a dowel the lead plug out and make it an operable gun. But in the congressional record, there's like it was a gun. They disabled it by jamming a piece of lead in it. And then you can convert it by pushing the the lead ball out. Right. Or like, you know, there were other ones where like they just like put a little weld, like a little, you know. Uh, and so and this was they perceived this as a problem enough to address it. And it was and the, that's why the operative word there is weapon. Because it's so it was a weapon at one point. Right. Right. OK. All right. I also want to say hi to someone else out there because I got a I got a sound bite just for him too. I'm a cop, you idiot! I'm Detective John Kimball. <laughs> All right, Kimball's out there. All right. So my my next question, uh, you're you're familiar with um, CRS firearms, right? Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> so and I can't. I have- I take confidence very seriously. There's very little I take in life seriously, and so I have to. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not asking anything. Okay. The, the, so I yeah, that's can't. That's my client. I love him very much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Matt's yeah. a friend of all of ours. Yeah. So I can't have a metal card with an etching on it, but I bought this for a log parts kit that has three round burst and full auto capability. Right. somehow this isn't a machine gun, but a piece of metal with an etching on it is a machine gun? Well, so that's a fascinating thing there, too. And that's more NFA than GCA. Uh, So under NFA, the receiver of the firearm is what is or is not a machine gun. And with the semi-automatic Steyr Augs, if you... uh, There's the modification done to the fire control cassette where the original fully automatic cassettes won't go in. 
to the AUG receiver, there's this interface. It's very easily defeatable because <laughs> it's all plastic, but it's there, right? At least theoretically, the thing you have in your hand will not interface with a Steyr AUG receiver that's semi-automatic. Okay. All right. The, the law then, Sorry. The law then also says, or a device that is designed solely and exclusively to convert a semi-automatic weapon into an automatic one. Uh, that's where you get this thing. But I mean, of course, in the in the case of the key card, they're making the this like this like batshit like assertion <laughs> that like some lines on metal, which may or may not even be the right size, and also seven nine two cool gun number. That's uh that's how real men measure eight millimeter. Um, may or may not even be the right size. Is a device solely and intended like solely and exclusively for converting something to a machine gun what a bunch of crap and again like like i was saying we we talk about this we talk about how ridiculous it is but you know it, it's it's important to remember the reality that they pointed guns at a dude over this they 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 ripped him from his family and are making him travel across the country gagged him choked his business out taking food snatching food out of the mouths of his two young children that's evil and yet because it's it's guns it's not all over the news right and it, oh and also that man by the way what was he accused of doing uh conspiracy talking about talking about the drawings he he did the ultimate conspiracy he got married <laughs> oh yeah when they try to say oh that's where i got married it's like what the hell man what the hell that, and i was like I, I i i had a word with uh <laughs> with the government about that that was very inappropriate it's just ridiculous it's just ridiculous uh, your thompson looking gun what was it again it's a uh spitfire yeah. uh, spitfire semi-auto carbine i call it the shit fire all right, they, they there you go, good. Corn Pop. Corn Pop was wondering about about it, yeah. uh, and Corn Pop gave seven nine two, which is an awesome round, yeah. and says more puppies, more puppies. And, uh, and that's Chelsea. I think he asked if what the name of the dog. Yeah, uh, most people don't know what a seven nine two is. Yeah, seven nine two by fifty seven. <laughs> By fifty-seven, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's it, right? Eight, yeah, seven ninety-two by fifty-seven. Yeah. Nope. Yep. That's eight millimeter Mauser. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I didn't know there was something bigger than uh, the most Nagan ammo. Well, there's much bigger than that. There's much well, bigger I, than that, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, the yeah Nugget ammo is fun. Uh, no. I don't know. I like all the old center fire European cartridges. You know, I shoot a lot of eight LaBelle. I, I shoot seven five French, seven five Swiss, all them. Uh, they're so fun. Uh, like everyone's like, oh, 308, that's awesome. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, six five Jap? Let me see that. <laughs> yeah. Very hard to come by. <laughs> you can make it. <laughs> yeah, you got to go to like a specialty yeah. shop or make it yourself. 
You can, yeah, you can make the six five jap. I think you can make it from three o three brass and seven seven jap. You can make from thirty out six. Yeah, which I've done. Is that three five? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a question Seized. from Slump Dog Armory. What is your thoughts on the twenty two TCM? <laughs> I like it a lot. I thought I'm, I. <laughs> I'm frustrated about the existence of twenty two TCM nine R. To me, it's like, why didn't you just start with that? I have right? I, no- I have a 1911 that fires. Yeah. 22 but you know TCM the 9R, 9R, right? Yeah. I had, I, my, that's what it fires, 22 TCM 9R. Yeah. No, that's what they should have just done. They should have just like been like, let's make it so it feeds from a Glock mag, and then that's it. It's done. Um, but like 22 TCM, I shot one for the first time at SHOT Show, and I was like, it was one of them Rock Island like little – like you know, little Philippine Shack 1911s, and I was like, well, "That's what I have." <laughs> <laughs> but this one was like bad, right? It was like clapped out, it was shaky, and I was like, "This, oh, okay. suck. this is going to be terrible." And because uh, it was the only one they had brought that was 22 TCM, I specifically was like, "I want to shoot 22 TCM," and they're like, "Hold on," and they like get it out of a box for me. And I'm like, "Oh, this is going to suck. This is going to suck." And then it like no recoil, no movement, just flash, and then ping on target. <laughs> and i was like whoa and it was like it was like cheating right it's just like tink 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 it's a it's a total riot dude like, it's fun it's, yeah it's it's a it's way better than five seven like that's for sure it reminds me of five seven though it does feel a little bit like it but it, it feels like it has a little bit more slap on on steel because when i shoot steel with a five seven i can't even hear it and it's probably because the 22 tcm soft point yeah, I mean, I, I love the 22 TCM 9R. Yeah, I, I've never shot the 9R. I've only ever shot the original. Uh, you you got to try the 9R. There's we gotta like we gotta get more uh, firearms in that cartridge. I think like I want a PCC in 22 TCM. That's what I want. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, that and it's, and they also cool. just look so stupid. Yeah, it's like uh, especially <laughs> in 9R. You have like this big thing, yeah. and uh, hold on, I'll get one really quick. Yeah. It's like it, it one, looks what do you like, mean? Huh? He's getting the ammo, I hope. Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. knows better. Um it, it looks like, you know, a uh like what a cartoon cartridge. Oh yes, yes, like. it does. It does. Yeah. yeah, Swamp Dog is a big fan of that. I don't have a gun in it. Uh, Swamp Dog, why don't you tell me if I'm gonna get one and only one twenty two TCM gun, what should I get? Alright, here it is. Yeah, look at a little toad. You got to go full screen, John. Yeah. All right, let me go full screen so I can show you everyone what it looks like. Look at that Douglas. This is it. Oh my gosh! Look at the little Doug. You're so funny. Yeah, dude, I mean, I, I love it. I like love that round there. So it's a fun round. Yeah, no, I want to have like I want to because AK74 is always my primary. But I feel like if I had like AK74 primary and 22 TCM secondary, that would be like the two needlers, like fucking tiny little holes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Swamp Dog. If I'm gonna get just one 22 TCM firearm, what should it be? Swamp think? Dogs love a 22 TCM. Yeah. Yeah. Our oh, damn, we this flew by. Wow. All right. I want to wrap up. I'm going to give you the final word, Matt. But if you want to follow me, actually, hold on. I think we got a super chat coming in. Warriors! 
Matt, thank you for your recent letter to the Senate Judiciary Committee on Brandon's ATF pick. As you eloquently, whatever, that word, can say the things most of us are thinking, you killed it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Scott. That's really humbling. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you guys didn't have to watch me like with my this vein coming out of my forehead as I was deleting all the swear words from that. <laughs> as I, you know, through the drafting process. <laughs> all right, all right, guys, we're gonna get out of here. I want to thank everyone for watching. You can find me at John Crump News. John Crump News is my main YouTube channel. This is my passion, though. Live streams. I love live streaming. But you can also support me at johncrump.locals.com and that goes into all my journalism, my research, and everything else like that. Remember, support JSD Supply. You can follow me at John, uh, Real John Crump at Instagram and John and Crumpy SS on Crumpy SS on Twitter. You can follow Rich everywhere at flying rich on youtube everywhere else besides instagram where he is flying rich underscore officials go to his locals at flyingrich.locals.com and remember to follow him on myspace and yes matt he actually does have a mice he still has a myspace he still uses it cool. it's like the only one Except left on the login he's <laughs> like can't get canceled from there because nobody <laughs> else went there. out to lunch the advents advents are asleep yeah okay i'm gonna kick it over to matt matt tell everyone where they can find you and leave us with words of wisdom well you can find me at my house most of the time i like to stay here um i really like this part of the house uh i have a youtube it's called fud busters f-u-d-d busters great channel i'm on the twitter on that i got twitter i got tweets i got matt law at law and you could go to yeah, you can go to my web zone. I got pizza rolls on there. Thanks for coming. Okay. Oh, also, anything more than minimum compliance is self-regulation.